Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. NetHealth has created the Redoc Patient Portal that helps you maintain strong relationships with your patients. Within the portal, you can use it for video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, you can share documents and photos, and you can view health information and appointments. Plus, your patients have 24-7 secure on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls or voice messages. So if you want to learn more, you can contact NetHealth at Redoc, that's R-E-D-O-C, at nethealth.com. So thanks to NetHealth for sponsoring today's episode. And on today's episode, I'm so happy to have back on the program, Jamie Schreier. Jamie is the founder and chief executive officer of Practice Freedom U, a business coaching and training company. He's an executive business coach and leadership trainer. Founder of Lighthouse Leader, Jamie helps physical therapy owners create self-managing practices that allow them the freedom they want and the income they deserve. He's the best-selling author of The Practice Freedom Method, The Practice Owner's Guide to Work Less, Earn More, and Live Your Passion. A graduate of the University of Maryland Physical Therapy School, Jamie specialized in orthopedic and manual therapy. He was the sole owner of a multi-clinic practice for more than 15 years. Jamie's passions are basketball, tennis, golfing, and reading. He and his wife, Colleen, who's amazing, and their two kids live in Rockville, Maryland. So uh, on today's episode, Jamie and I talk about his entrepreneurial journey, and it's a real doozy the importance of vision and giving yourself permission to imagine your dream practice, how to generate revenue even during unprecedented times. So to all of you uh, PT entrepreneurs, now would be an unprecedented time. And why building a team of experts is necessary for you to grow your practice. Listen, Jamie's been on the show before. He always shares great information. So a huge thanks to Jamie for coming on again, and everyone enjoy today's episode. Hey, Jamie, welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on again. Thank you, Karen. Lovely to be here again. Yes, no stranger to the podcast, that is for sure. And that's because we love having you on because you always give such good information to us PT business owners. So thanks for coming back. <laughs> now, You're so welcome. You are you uh, were a PT business owner yourself. People can go back and kind of listen to the past podcasts that uh, you did with us to get even a dive in a little bit deeper to your history and how you kind of went from a business owner to now coaching and and mentoring in a training business. But can you give the cliff notes cliff notes version for us now? Oh, the cliff notes. That's how I got through school. Yes, be happy to give the cliff notes. Um, so I always wanted to have my own business ever since I was younger and went with my dad to his, his store. I thought it was the greatest thing. Uh, so when I got the opportunity to open up and put up my shingle, I went all for it. 
And I uh, had my, I was, um, I had a, my fiance, Colleen at the time, now my wife, who you have met. She's fabulous. Um, she was, yep, she was my fabulous front desk. So it was a perfect scenario, right? I was the quote, the doctor doing the treatment. She was the happy-go-lucky front desk. And it was a perfect scenario. And, um, and that lasted for a couple of years until we started to hire people. Until I said, honey, do you want to get married? And she said, sure. Boom. She left. She got 35 uh, books on weddings and she was like not really there that much. So we had to actually grow a real business. Well, I really didn't know how to hire. I just assume everyone worked like I did. Everyone thought like I did. Everyone just did quote the right thing. And that's when a whole lot of stress and a whole lot of struggle started to happening, uh, happen which caused me to create this sense of anxiety that I really didn't experience before. Definitely not as an employee, but I didn't experience for the first couple of years in business. So my hours started to increase. So not only that I had to do the treating and some of the other duties that I had to, but I also had to oversee them and all their stuff. So I took half of their job as well. Um, and about four years into it, a, a crazy thing happened, which I've shared before, but I'll quickly share it is um, my place burned down. We had a fire and it burned down. And I was caught with these weird feelings of feeling relieved. Great, I don't have to go to work on Monday. Um, and feeling scared to death and um, feeling, oh my God, what do I do now? Um, not dissimilar to what has happened with COVID. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I wasn't prepared for this. What do I do now? So, um, after some soul searching, I realized I don't know anything about how to build a business. I was a very good clinician. I thought being a good clinician was enough. It was not. So I spent the next nine years learning, trying, failing, learning again, trying and failing of how to build a business that could literally operate with a little bit of maintenance, but not me there doing all of it. And uh, fortunately, I figured it out. And in um, January of 2013, I removed myself, scared to death, but I did it anyways, removed myself from the schedule. No longer I was treating, my team was handling it, and my business shot up. So I got more time, and I made more money, and my team was great, and my patients were happy. And I was like, oh my God. So I um, went on a webinar, I believe it was the private practice section webinars that they do, and I just shared my story, people reached out. And next thing you know, I was in the coaching business because they were asking me how I did it. And um, I've been doing that and you know, being on a mission to help other practice owners try to build and grow their business for the last seven years. Awesome. And the name of your courses, we'll mention it again later, but then how, like, what is the name of your... Yeah. So the name of the company is Practice Freedom U, the letter U, kind of playing off the uh -huh. university thing. Um, and it is a, um, really a business training, um, and coaching firm. So we, we help the practice owners and we help their teams and grow and build the kind of business they like so they can have the kind of life that they want. Awesome. So. And now you had mentioned, uh, in your story about when your practice burned down, you kind of weren't prepared for it. It's like kicking the gut. So the country, the world is continues, not has been, but continues to live through the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of clinics had to close. 
Some may still be closed as we tape this. Um, it, I am in New York City. We are just reopening now. So as owners begin to reopen and restart delivering their patient care, what are some of the not so obvious things that they should be aware of? Yeah, that's a great question, Karen. Um, what I learned in my experience when the place burned down and literally I had nothing to go back to, what was difficult about that was I was the only person going through that. Everyone else was just business as usual. And my initial instinct, because I am a high achiever, because I am a doer, was to do more. Like, okay, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? And it wasn't until maybe a couple days into it that I began to learn that, you know what? Me trying to do more, me trying to be busy and filling up my day with just stuff, even though I had no patience at all. And there was, by the way, there was no uh, tele, telehealth. Right. Right. I mean, there wouldn't be telehealth right now if there wasn't the whole country. If it was just one person, the insurance companies wouldn't be changing all their rules. So, but we didn't even have the technology for that. So what I did was I just started to sit and think and just sit with, well, okay, I'm going to rebuild this. If I'm going to rebuild this, what is it that I really want from this business? What wasn't working well? And I started to write out this this idea, this outline of what I wanted the business to be. Now, mind you, I didn't know how I was going to get there, right? I didn't, I didn't know that. But the more I asked questions, the more I said, what would my business have to look like for me not to work 70 hours a week, which is what I was working? Mm -hmm. what, would what would my business have to be if I didn't work the weekends? Who would I need to hire ultimately to perhaps not have to treat or choose the people I want to treat. So as I started asking these questions and gave myself permission, love that word, I gave myself permission to imagine what it would look like, it started to create the outline. And this is exactly what I did and what I shared with other practice owners, what to do during this time. First of all, pause acknowledge what the hell is going on right now because it is unprecedented. I hate that word because everyone's saying it, but it is something that you are not prepared for. And it is something that everyone is going through. The people that are going to get through this and be better than they were before are the people that are not trying to go back to where they were. It's the people that are pausing and saying, what an opportunity to fix the things that were broken and to ultimately create what I want. It doesn't mean it's going to happen today or even in a week or even in a month or even in six months, but it's something that can start to help you create the outcome you're looking for, which then causes you to focus on where do I work today, this week? Who should I keep? Who should possibly I keep furloughed, right? If you're like me at the time I was treating for you know, 12, 14 years, I was like, maybe you want to reduce your schedule. What would that have to look like to reduce your schedule? Because now's a great time to start searching for, for, for therapists because they're out there. 
And then maybe you weren't as keen on some of the metrics. You weren't as clear. Well, what a great time to start getting really organized. So I tell people the not so obvious things is for you to pause, reflect, and start to ask the question. I love questions better than statements, but start to ask the questions. What would it look like in order to blank? What would it it have to be? Who would I have to have in place? What technology would it have to be? You don't have to answer the questions, and that's the mistake that people make. They put all the pressure to have to answer them today because we are doers. We are problem solvers. Give yourself a break. Give yourself permission. Just put them out there. And something interesting is going to happen. I know you and I have talked um, about this in the past. It's amazing how things start to happen, how people start to show up. Mm-hmm. People are things like, start to fall into place. They start to fall in place. And it seems like this voodoo magic. It isn't. Your mind will start to look for, your subconscious mind will start to look for these. And it could be right in front of you, but you never saw it before. It's kind of like, where's the salt? Honey, where's the darn salt? And she comes and it's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Your mind wasn't seeing that. So... Um, that, that's kind of the, 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 the things that I would initially suggest. And then that kind of guides you to, so what are the key elements that you have to do now, which I'm sure we can dive in. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So aside from the obvious safety of your staff and of your patients, that's clearly number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to make sure that when places reopen, that that is number one priority. So putting that to the side, because that is hopefully a given for all physical therapy practice owners, right? If it's not, I think you need to go back and ask yourself some questions. But so that should be number one. Um, I think the other thing that a lot of uh, owners are struggling with is the lack of money, lack of revenue that you missed from your business, let's say over the past three months or so. So do you have any thoughts on how owners can build back that revenue? And on that note, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to hear Jamie's answers. This episode is brought to you by NetHealth, helping you maintain strong relationships with your patients. The Redoc patient portal provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. Conduct virtual visits and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24-7 secure, on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages. Video conferencing for telehealth, secure messaging, share documents and photos, and view health information and appointments. To learn more, contact them at redoc at nethealth.com. Yeah, and that is um, from the people that I've spoken with. Um, the surveys we've done. I mean, that is the number one stressor. I mean, you would want to think it's safety, it's the protection. Well, the thing that stresses us out is if we don't have any money, we don't have security and stability and we can't take Mm -hmm. care of our own family. And Mm -hmm. that stresses the living daylights out of us. Because for many people, that's why we went in the business to be able to have that control and freedom to create the lifestyle we want. Right. So we know that is the biggest stressor. Now, for many people, you have a PPP loan, you have maybe a, a EDIL loan. Mm-hmm. So it's important to get clear on what options you have financially. So um, some people are kind of coming out of that PPP loan, like 
The money's gone. They just reacted. They got the loan and they thought they were doing a good job by keeping their staff, even though their staff didn't do anything except write some blogs and send out some, some YouTube videos, but it didn't generate anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you have to look at what you have available. So that's number one, get your financials in check. So, um, you know, for our, for our, uh, 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 for our business, uh, we brought in um, accountants and we brought in attorneys. I'm sure you know Paul well. Um, so we brought in people. And I know for me personally, when this happened, I reached out to experts in this area. I reached out to my accountant, to my financial advisor. Oh, are you kidding me? I was on the phone with my accountant, like literally almost every single day and emailing him several times a day. And yeah. thank God for accountants. What gems. Yeah, but you know what's interesting, Karen? Not everyone thinks like that. You see, we are rugged individualists at heart. We Not went me. into this business, we <laughs> struggled, we sacrificed, we studied, we got A's, and that is not how you build your business. Nope, you need to be a team player. Yeah, that's how I used to be. Now I'm like, um, could you help me with this, 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 and this? I mean, because I don't, I'm not an accountant. I've never filled out, like I got a PPP loan. I didn't know what I was doing. So I would take screenshots of everything, send it to him. And then he was like, put this number here, put this number here, put this number here. And I was like, do, 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 do. And guess what? It was approved. If I didn't have his help, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I have learned. I've seen the light. Shh, don't tell anyone. I did the same thing. I called yeah. my accountant very calmly. I said, hey, Greg, what should I do? He said, well, it makes no sense not to get the PPP loan. I mean, it's more or less going to be free money. Who knows what's going to end up happening with it? But go ahead and imply that. I said, great. Can you have someone help me with that? Because eh, I don't feel like doing it. And he's like, sure. Yeah. So... Everyone's talking about PPP loan. Everyone's freaking out. I've had, I can't tell you how many dozens and dozens and dozens of conversations I've had with business owners because I asked them, I go, so who's on your, who's on your team? Do you have an accountant, financial advisor, someone that understands this? And they went, well, I, I have a friend or a neighbor that does my taxes. And I'm like, see, there lies the problem because you don't look at your business as a team of people that are experts in different areas. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to learn from this whole COVID thing, start building the experts in your business so it doesn't fall on you to try to be the expert that you're not. And give yourself permission, Karen, like you did and I did. I'm not the expert, nor do I want to be. Yep. However, I do know enough to know that I need to talk to the accountant about this particular problem. Yeah. So talking to someone, even if it's your bookkeeper, and start to design what you have available because that is going to determine if you have literally no money available, then bringing back all your staff isn't feasible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But if you have some money available, if you have some other loans, maybe you have equity in your house, maybe you have some things, not that you're going to use it, but you have it there. Then the next thing is start to create the plan of uh, 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 the plan. Now, I typically teach what's called a 90-day sprint, right? 90-day sprint is what is the outcome, the number one outcome you want in the next 90 days. Once you're clear on that outcome, let's say the outcome is I want to be um, a lot of outcomes for people I know. I want to be 
back up running the way we were before at the same level. It doesn't mean you're going to do it, but it's amazing how many people have, believe it or not, Karen, mm -hmm. it's amazing how many people have that they are literally 80, 85% pre-COVID. And they just, you know, kind of re officially grew up in a, you know, four to six weeks ago. So mm -hmm. it's amazing what happens when you put that scary goal out there. But the purpose of it is to just reverse engineer down to, so what has to happen this week? What are the two or three things that have to happen this week for you to start moving towards that? So once you get clear on your financials, you got to start making decisions about your staff. The one thing I would be very weary of is diving back in if you weren't that before. If you were not treating 40 hours a week, I would not knee-jerk reaction to go back to that. The reason is this. I know it seems, yeah, but if I do it, it's like free money because I'm not paying myself. Yes, that would seem to be the case, but it's not. It's actually going to cost you more money because your mind your creative energy is all taken up by taking care of the patients in a very emotional setting, dealing with the notes and the insurances and all that. And you're not taking a step back in a 30,000 foot view and really seeing the different components of the business. And if that happens, your natural um, response is going to be quick, impulsive decisions. Even you think you're 100% sure of the decisions, you can't trust yourself because of the emotional state that you're in. So if you've been a treater before, okay, if you want to go back to that, fine, because you still need to remove yourself at some point, even if it's cutting your schedule down, because you need to look at things to run your business. So, but if you're not, take a, take a survey of your, of, your, um, of your staff. Who's essential? Well, you need people that can generate money. I would choose the people that were the most productive before COVID. Sounds obvious. But sometimes you kind of like so-and-so more, but even though they weren't a great therapist or not a producer and you make decisions like that, or you haven't really had numbers, you're not even sure what your metrics are. Um, we never really tracked productivity. I think this person was good. So look back at that or when in doubt, who was sought after? Bring those people back. Now, if you're deciding on, well, Jamie, should it be full-time or part-time? There's other models out there. I just got off a conversation with a guy that has a business around employment payment models. And he was talking about, you know, this model of shared risk is becoming more and more popular. So perhaps you do an hourly model. Perhaps you explore a shared risk model where the person gets um, uh, maybe one third or 40% of their income and then they get targets and they make money based on that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know what that is. You just have to know that someone is out there that knows what, what those options are. Your job is to go out there and find out about it and then share it with your, uh, with your staff. So really getting clear on um, your team and who you need. Um, I would absolutely bring a front desk back. Obviously your billing and all that can mm -hmm. be done from anywhere. Um, and then the biggest thing is, if you don't have patients in the door, none of this is going to matter. Your money will eventually run out. Mm -hmm. So 
I am a simple person. You know me. My, my stuff isn't rocket surgery, as one person once said. Um, it isn't rocket surgery. What was working before COVID hit? Like, what were you doing? I know most people will answer, I don't know, it was kind of word of mouth, I was kind of doing this. Like they weren't really clear on that. Well, first of all, moving forward, let's be really clear on that. What's working, what strategy was working? One of the most basic strategies you can use, that's a human strategy, is reach out to your people, if you haven't already. Most people have. Reach out to your patients, reach out to the list of people, check in with them, see how they're doing, and they've been cooped up for months. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I got problems all over the place because I haven't been able to exercise the way I want. I'm stressed. Of course, stress goes to my back and my shoulders. These people, it's not like COVID took their health. I mean, they still are human beings. They still have the same problems they did, if not worse. Mm -hmm. How can you help them? So approach it from, hey, how are you feeling with all this? Well, my shoulder's hurting. Hey, you know what? And then you just offer maybe a free consult mm -hmm. and then you do it either in person or, or through tele telemedicine. Yeah. If, if you do that and you approach it genuinely, like you want to help them, man, I've had people generate dozens and dozens of patients quickly. And I would put the people that are best on the phone that have the highest level of communication. Don't put someone that doesn't really like people that much. Right. You know, like, don't put that person on the phone. They're right. not going to like having that conversation. Right. Um, right. Same thing for your referral sources. Same thing for your referral sources. And, um, you know, can I share one strategy, marketing yeah, strategy? Yeah, sure. Great marketing strategy. Um, and you and I were just talking about it right before this. You said, you know, I couldn't get half these people on my podcast. And now, what else are they doing? They're like, sure, I'll come and share all this stuff. Well, we have a simple strategy that is called an interview spotlight strategy. And all you do, same thing what we're doing here, you just reach out to, a we call them referral partners, but someone that oversees and has influence of your target audience, right? If you're gonna do this, do it with someone that, as you build a relationship, can send you the kind of people you want, and you offer to interview them. And you choose a topic that would be interesting to your audience to your list of people. So do you specialize in back pain? Are you a vestibular person? Are you pediatrics, women's health? Doesn't really matter. And you say, hey, I was, um, you know, I was thinking uh, uh, we're, we're starting an, uh, an interview, spotlight interview, love to interview you. It's all through Zoom, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. We'll promote it to all of our people. So I'm sure you'll, you'll get some, some recognition and business out of it. And if you like, you could promote it to your people as well. And then you end up with marketing term leads, prospects as well. But what really happens is you start building a connection, a deeper connection with the referral source who obviously is, you're going to be top of mind with them because you reached out and helped them. You weren't the, the person sucking on the teat. Give me, mm -hmm. give me, give me. You were actually providing something first. Um, the, one, of my, um, one of my clients did this. And uh, he generated 50 patients, wow. 50 in a amazing. very short period of time in New Hampshire. Like awesome. it's not a massive town. Um, and he said, this is like, I think it was like 52 people exactly. But he said, Jamie, this was easy and it was fun. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah. And 
because we're all used to Zoom now, the technology is so easy to use. You just record it. Doesn't have to be video. You can do audio and you just save it and, you know, it. slap it in an email and give it to your people. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's a great marketing tip. Thank you for that. And just so people know, it doesn't, you don't have to have a podcast to do that. You could no. just, like you said, save it, send it out to your list. Even if your list is five people or if it's 500 people, just, you're just creating good content that people want to hear. And you're meeting people. There's a great marketing saying, and it, it could be used for anything. Always meet people where they are, mm -hmm. not where you want them to be. So if I was going to do this in New York and let's say reach out to some docs or reach out to some other people that may, um, like if you do with uh, personal trainers or CrossFit, mm -hmm. like whoever your audience is, my approach in New York would be different than my approach in the Midwest. Of course. Right? Yeah. Now the template's the same, but how you're going to do it, how you're going to, I mean, uh, what you're going to talk about, the content has to meet your people where they are. If you start talking about, oh my God, we're opening up, things are great and all that, that's not going to land mm -hmm. on, the, on, on a lot of people in New York. So meet people where they are, meet the doctor, meet the people, meet the uh, other referral partners where they are and see how you can help. Start cultivating these relationships. And as uh, your town opens up more and more and things get back to quote normal, whatever that is, um, that bonding is what separates you. That's what you, that what keeps giving again and again and again. So how many, how many of these can you do? I mean, I know some people are doing like twice a month and they said, this is just fun and it's easy. And by the way, it does lead to other opportunities. Sure. Tell right? me about it. I mean, your whole business is built <laughs> on, you started this, you're like, I'm trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you've done, I don't know, thousands of episodes. You've met all kinds of people. I know you used to travel around, around the world. Mm -hmm. So this isn't, this is a formula. Um, and it's a really powerful formula. I'll tell you the hardest part about the whole thing. Do it. Yes. Don't absolutely. think about it. Just don't do question it. it. Don't let the little critic on your shoulder go. I don't think you can do it. I think you need to be, you know, you need to learn more about zoom. Just do it. Have fun Just do it. it. Yeah. Don't be so, you know, yeah. It doesn't it. have to be perfect. It better not be. It, yeah. If it's perfect, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not doing something that's rusty, uh, not rusty, but like just rough around the edges and stuff, you've waited too long. You need to get what, what, what is called the minimum viable product up, running, and out. Then you learn from it. And your fourth interview will be 100 times better than your first. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. It so true. Better. So true. So how quickly can you get to the fourth interview? Yeah, that's great advice. And now as we kind of wrap things up here, um, I know that as we were going through this conversation, one thing that struck out is like, you just can't do all of this stuff on your own. It's, well, I should say that you can, but it's really, really hard, right? Why would you? <laughs> yeah, why would you? So having a mentor, a coach um, is, is something that can be so helpful. Um, so where... Where can people get in contact with you if they feel like, okay, I've got this business, I'm ready for it to grow, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. 
So where can people find you and learn a little bit more about what you're doing and, and if you've got any free resources and things like sure. that for people, that would be helpful. Sure. So, um, so I, I want to address real quick, I know we're, we're coming up on time here, but I want to address real quick with the idea of a coach or a mentor. Um, you know, a coach isn't the end all be all. It isn't the person that has all the answers and all the solutions to your problem. Um, the, the way I got into coaching was I resisted it because I was a rugged individualist who's smarter than most people who could figure it out. And eventually I started looking at my bank account, looking at the amount of stress I was dealing with and looking at how many hours I put in. And I said, these aren't the results I want. So whatever I think I am doing, it's not getting the results. So can I just swallow my pride and my ego and go ask for help? And that is so hard for high achieving individuals like ourselves. So if you are at the place where you're like, you know what, I, I want some guidance. Because to me, a coach is guiding you. It's a co-collaborative effort. It's strategic thinking partners. If you want that person, go and find the person that connects to. At Practice Freedom U, I built our company based in part of providing people that kind of business coach, that kind of guide to help them through some of these problems because it's hard to think of it. I've had a coach for over 14 years. I'll never not have a coach because I don't trust my own thinking because I don't know what I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know what my biases are. Um, so if, if you're interested in that, you can certainly reach out. You can check out our site, practicefreedomu.com, letter U. Um, you can get my email from, from, um, from Karen. But one of the things that I thought would be a great thing for your um, audience is to give them a little insight on some of the things we talked about today and a lot more other things that I think are very appropriate in how to restart, rebuild, and build your business the right way. I did write a book called The Practice Freedom Method, and it was, um, it's 12, 12 chapters of various things from marketing to hiring to financials, a lot with my story and all the struggles I went through. I share all the crap that I went through so you can learn from it. And I want to give it to your people for free. Awesome. You can download it immediately. It's the entire book, but feel free to just go through the chapters. It's in digital form. You just go to practicefreedomu.com uh, slash healthy, wealthy, smart, and, um, and you'll just get it immediately. So awesome. that would probably be the first place that I would go. And if some of my stuff resonates and, you're, and you want to have a conversation, happy to do so. If not, I would just seriously you know, consider getting a mentor, finding someone, or even maybe a small mastermind group. Mm -hmm. Just find people you resonate that can think differently than you to help you through things. That alone will take you down a better path regardless of the specific strategy or tactic that you use. Right. Excellent advice. And thanks for the free book. And that'll also be on the podcast, uh, podcast.healthywealthysmart.com under this episode. So one click and we'll get take everybody right to that site. And now last question, knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? Great question. Say a young pup right out of PT school. A young Jamie Schreier. Yes. Uh, whew, that's scary because uh, I was one cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> um, God, I knew it all. Um, 
Fear is a part of this. Fear is a part of growth. And it is never the right time. You will never feel like you're enough. And if I had to talk to myself before, I would have told myself, swallow your freaking pride and start hanging around people that you want to be like, that you're in, that you're impressed by something of what they're doing. Just be there, just be with them. Um, and um, just soak up some of that. I didn't do that a ton. I had a little bit of an attitude towards that. I don't know why, I don't know where it came from, probably because I wanted to feel and prove to myself. I wanted to do it on my own. And the reality, I look back and I was like, God, that was the stupidest thing I ever did. So whatever your passion is, whether it's business and you want to do your own thing, whether it's side hustle, I know that, or whether you just want to be the greatest therapist or clinician or researcher, just connect with other people. People are so awesome in giving and providing, but they're not going to do it without you coming to them. Yeah. They're so, usually not knocking on your door when, while you're on your couch watching TV. They're not going to come to you. And what no. the successful people out in the world, and I, don't, I don't just mean financial success. I mean, success and happiness, success in just who you are as a person, just your own well-being. Um, all of those people have these groups, these connections, these people they reach out to. They all do. They might not talk about it, but they all do. They all have coaches. They all have mentors. They all have people they connect with. And when you do that, it just makes this so much easier and so much more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. So Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, again, uh, you could go to uh, podcast.healthywealthysmart.com to get the book or go to Freedom Practice You, the uh, letter practice, you, practice Freedom Practice you. Freedom You, the letter you dot com slash healthy wealthy smart for the book you'll and you can also find out more about uh jamie what jamie's doing to help so many uh physical therapy business owners around the country so jamie thanks so much uh for coming on again i appreciate it oh thank you karen enjoyed it uh, great and everyone thanks so much for tuning in have a great couple of days and stay healthy wealthy and smart well, a huge thanks to Jamie for sharing all that great information with us. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, NetHealth. So NetHealth has created the Redoc Patient Portal, which provides a secure line of communication between you and your patients. You can conduct virtual visits and have follow-up conversations with your patients via secure messaging when it's convenient for you. Patients have 24-7 secure on-demand access to their therapy health information without phone calls and voice messages voice messages. To learn more, contact them at redoc, that's R-E-D-O-C, at nethealth.com. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.